Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Good morning, friends. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, as we continue our series of being called, Lord, to go forth, uh, help us as we now talk about how we can give. In Jesus' name, amen. So the story, uh, there's a story told uh, of an individual who traveled abroad, and he was instructed by some friends, hey, take a money belt to keep your money safe. And for those of you who don't know, a money belt is, is something that you, you can put, you know, checks or cash and especially, and it's hidden. So they, they indicated a money belt is one thing that you just cannot do without. It's indispensable. So he got a money belt, he put his money in there, and uh, they also indicated as you're going through and you're traveling, don't go through trying to paw through your money when you're out on the street, okay? You can't trust anyone. Now, soon after that conversation, he found himself sitting be sandwiched between two people on a commuter bus in the middle of Manila. He had just arrived there for a two-week missions trip, and this was his first bus ride in town. And so far, there had been no problems. But as he was nearing his destination, he began to look for dollar bills to be able to pay the driver. And that's when he realized he didn't have any cash handy in his pockets. It was all in his belt. The bus was now pulling up to the curb and everybody rose and he figured in the confusion of, you know, stopping and, and standing, he perhaps he could slip out the money belt and long enough to get what he needed. He counted the change and as he was swaying forward with the press and then slipped his shirt back over the belt. That wasn't too dangerous, right? But then <laughs> he felt a tap on his shoulder. And turning around, he saw a kid probably no older than 16 in tattered clothes staring at him with wide eyes. And he wondered, why? What was he doing that? Until he looked down and what he was offering, a wad of $100 bills. Quite frankly, he hadn't been as careful with his money as he had thought. Now, according to Google right now, the average annual income for an American individual is just over 31000 In the Philippines, annual income $3,000. This teen was handing him several months of a grown man's wages. And the guy thought, and they told me not to trust anyone. Gratitude. That guy was probably feeling very, very gracious, or not gracious, but he was filled with gratitude that this young man was responsible and gave his money back. Now today, I want to go to the book of Luke. And in Luke's gospel, we find a story of a woman whose faithfulness in some respects is just unparalleled. So Luke 21, starting at verse 1, and he looked up and he saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw a, a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, truly, I say to you that this poor widow has put more than all for all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God, but she out of her poverty put in all of the livelihood that she had. 
Now, in this story, we find people who have come to the temple. Luke indicates that the rich were putting their gifts into the te- treasury. And I'd imagine that they were dropping, you know, their coins of gold and silver into the depository. And perhaps when they deposited their money, they made sure that the coins gave a good clank as they hit the bottom, ensuring that everyone knew they had given their offerings. But then an older woman who was a widow comes up and she drops her two mites. And another way of describing a, uh, scripture says is copper. Now, when copper drops, it doesn't have that nice ring or clang that other coins such as gold or silver has. And one of the questions that I have is, did this woman who just gave her two mites maybe perhaps feel inferior around those who were giving their gold and their silver? In Jesus' eyes, however, she was the one who gave the most because Jesus indicates that she wasn't just giving two little mites, but it was essentially her livelihood. We know that she's a widow, so she has no husband, but scripture also doesn't say if she has any friends or family. And her faithfulness exceeded all of those prior to her who gave, even though it was so small. It was everything in her eyes. You know, one of the lessons that we can take from this is God is not necessarily interested in the amount that is being given, but that of faithfulness. This widow was faithful. And in the eyes of the rich, if they were to compare, her gift was just chump change. It was pocket change. But again, in her view, it was everything Now, this widow reminds me of another story where the prophet Elijah, I believe it was in 1 Kings, uh, is instructed to go to Zarephath and meet another woman who also is a widow, and yet God would provide. So he journeys, and when he gets there, he discovers that the woman is collecting sticks to make a fire so that she and her son can have one final meal before they leave their fate to die. Now, the story continues that Elijah instructs her to make bread, but also promises that the oil and flour will not go empty. Imagine now. So Elijah's asking to just take her meal instead so he could eat, but he's promising, hey, if you do so, you will be okay. Faithfulness. Both widows give everything to the Lord's cause. The widow of Zarephath is rewarded and doesn't go hungry because scripture indicates her, her flour and oil don't run out. Now, again, Scripture doesn't say what happens to the widow who gave the two mites, but I'm sure that in God's faithfulness, she was somehow taken care of. But there's a lot that we can glean from her story. Now, imagine if we were to apply that same attitude to our life and everything that God has blessed us with. In fact, we're considered stewards, or what does that even mean? Well, we're caretakers. So how are we managing what God has given to us? It's a blessing to be responsible with what God has given us. For instance, when I realized that the car that I was driving, every car that I've driven, I was thankful, but because it was a blessing from God. Especially when I realized, you know, I was a caretaker. I drove a little slower and a little more cautious. Most of the time, let's just be honest. Sometimes when I had to get somewhere, even today, just being transparent, I probably drove a little faster than I probably should have. Or how about even that roof that is, frankly, right now over your head and the walls that are keeping you warm and dry? Perhaps might have caused you to rethink how you you treat it. The money that's in your wallet, 
what is it going to? Do, you do your purchases honor God or yourself? Now, how can we give? How can we be so generous for the kingdom? And a lot of what I'm going to talk about, we've already hit last year, but it's a good reminder. And the first thing is, how are we managing our time and our opportunities? What are we focusing on? And how much time, for instance, how, are you, how much are you spending on your phone? Did you know that the average American, I couldn't believe this, an average American spends over two hours on social media alone? Or when you wake up, is the first thing that you do to grab your phone and check your notifications? When it comes to time, the one thing that we all can agree on is it is unforgiving. You can try and do your best to manage, but in the end, it does not wait. There's a quote that says, time is the scarcest resource, and unless it is managed, nothing else can be managed. So how are you investing your time? And what are your priorities? Is it your family and relationships? Is it your job? Is it school? Perhaps maybe you have a hobby. And when you reflect back on how you spend your time, do you feel like you're making progress or having success in what you're doing? As busy as we can be, is your walk with God a priority as well? In fact, what are your priorities? One of the most important things that we can do for success in long life is to be able to take care of our health. Even our health has to be taken into consideration of how effective we are. Are we getting enough sleep? Right now, honestly, no, <laughs> I feel like I didn't get enough sleep. But are you drinking enough water? Are you eating the right food? And I'm just talking like, are you eating real food? Are you getting exercise? These are four simple things that can help us, that helps provide a huge effect on how we think and how we feel. Our mental headspace is so much better when we're taking care of even these four simple things. And if we get enough sleep and enough rest, we're able to make better decisions. Just drinking a glass of water sometimes cures a lot of ailments. Now, food, of course, is also important. What we consume has a huge impact on how we feel. Are we eating real food or are we eating processed food? Safe to say, real food is the best. Now, obviously, take into consideration where you're at. Do the best that you can. But even sleep, something we take for granted. I know some of you are probably struggling as well, maybe for a job, and right now sleep is a low priority. But I want to encourage you, where you can, get your rest. And again, drink water, eat real food. How else can we give to the kingdom? How can we be generous? Well, we can be generous in our talents and our abilities. We all have talents. I know we've been talking about this, but it's so important. Now, in the past, I believe last year, we talked about uh, 1, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12. And just to kind of give a brief reminder, it talks about how the church is blessed with such a diverse group of people with various gifts and abilities. We all have a part to play and no one is more special than the other, even the pastor. Each, person is, each person's contribution is key. Now, when you look at the body, many probably think that the brain and the heart are the two most indispensable parts that are key. But the reality is you need a skull to hold the brain and protect it. You also need a neck and spine to hold it up. And likewise, the heart pumps the life-giving blood to the rest of the body, but it is also dependent on other bodily functions. So we as a church, you play a very unique and necessary role in the life of the church. And you may think that your contribution may be small, 
But the reality is it is necessary and it is important, however small or however big it is. In fact, even the pinky toe has a large role to play. I mean, you wouldn't think it, but it helps us to maintain our balance. And if you don't have a pinky toe, you have to relearn and have to compensate for it. Some of you are perhaps maybe have no idea what talents you possess, but God blesses you with new talents even later in life. What talents and abilities has God blessed you with? You may not have even discovered it. You know, take for instance, even Ray Kroc. Who's Ray Kroc? Well, he he uh, basically started McDonald's. Uh, well, he bought the franchise from uh, two brothers, I believe, but eventually he took it on. He was the one who made McDonald's go big. big. How old was he though? He was 52 years old. Now we know McDonald's, I mean, you see them everywhere. But take uh, Anna Mary Robertson Moses as well, for instance. I believe she's also known as Grandma Moses. She was 72 years old when she painted her first canvas. And later on, one of her canvases uh, was bid for a huge sum of money, I think over a million dollars. Julia Child, very, very, very well-known chef when she she was 49 when she published her first cookbook and was eventually able to get on television and become a force in the culinary world. She was a world-class chef, but yet later in life developed the talents to be able to know how to write and also be able to speak and convey her message. Fred Astaire, world-class entertainer, Walt Disney, Albert Einstein, all three of these individuals were initially given very little hope, yet they overcame and had great success in their fields. Now imagine if you dedicate those talents that God has blessed you with for an even greater work. Many of these individuals that I just listed sought fame and success for themselves, but how much better if we can use our talents for God? So the last and final thing when it comes to talents is that we can all as well pray for one another and the success of the church. That is probably the biggest talent that you can have. It doesn't take much to pray. How else can we give to the kingdom? That of resources. What resources has God blessed you with that you can use for the kingdom? If you have a car, you can help drive someone to their doctor's appointment or pick up groceries uh, or, or maybe help with the food bank. If you have tools, you can help someone in the community with odd jobs or take care of someone's lawn. Uh, if you have uh, whatever talents God has blessed you with or whatever passions, I want to empower you. I want to implore you develop and use these talents for the Lord. So the biggest thing I want to convey is to be creative. I believe God blesses each one of you with talents and ideas. And maybe perhaps what holds us back is we are afraid to try or we think it's not good enough. But start small, start local. How can you impact and minister to your friends and family? How can you impact and minister to your neighbors and community? Finally, how can you especially impact the church? Again, I want to empower you to think creatively and go forth and share Jesus in creative ways. All of these things are the foundation of how we can give to the church. The last and final thing is that of financially giving to the church. The last thing 
I guess I, I wanted to save this for last because giving is so much more than money. When we think about stewardship, we automatically think, frankly, of, of tithes and offerings. And I'm not downplaying that because, yes, these things are necessary as well for us to be able to function as a church. But I wanted to look at the bigger picture that is so much more than money. Again, time, talents, abilities, resources. So I do implore you, though, as well, as a church, please continue to give to church budget so we can pay our bills, we can pay the taxes and the insurance and, and uh, the expenses that we still have. And also to be able to empower and to buy books, for instance, for our small groups and other ministries. The church, by God's grace, uh, has been blessed this past year and will continue to do so for it. And I just want to say again, thank you for your faithfulness in terms of tithe and the church budget, because without you, none of this would be impossible. So to close with, again, I want to implore you all, by being faithful and generous with your time, with your talents, your abilities and the resources God has blessed you with, and the financial giving, all of these things contribute to moving the kingdom forward. So go forth and give of your time to your friends and your family and neighbor. Develop, try new things, don't be afraid. And hey, look, I already talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You may fail, but that's okay. There's always ways, of, it's always an opportunity to learn to grow, to not do it that way again. And it's amazing what God can do with the talents that God blesses you with. And also, Use the resources God has given to you that others may know who Jesus is and desire and that we love well with those resources, that they can contribute to the kingdom to moving forward. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, you have blessed us all uh, with resources, with time, with, with money. And even when we think we don't have time, Lord, help us to see that, no, we can carve even just a little bit, even if it's just five minutes or five hours, Lord, help us to find that time, especially with you because you are the most important thing in the world so lord continue to be with our church watch over us lead and guide us may we be your ambassadors as you've called us in second corinthians and uh, may they know us by love and also as well that they too may desire to come to the church and share the good news with others in jesus name amen grace and peace have a great week take care we hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.